Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This one definitely caught my eye. I mean, this is one of those stories, you know, where we've got criticism, criticism um, growing and support dropping for things like safe supply. Now I read that naturopaths in British Columbia, of course, are now lobbying the provincial government for the right to prescribe the government's safe supply to their patients. So in other words, they want enhanced prescription powers to hand out meth. Even though, you know, we've got growing evidence that safe supply clients are now reselling to the black market, it's getting, hand, you know, into the hands of youth, it's creating more addictions. I mean, we've got doctors now abandoning the program. I mean, the question I kind of ask is, what could go wrong when we mix pseudoscience into this experiment? Let's ask the guy who's been writing about it, Adam Zevo, joining us, of course, this one for the National Post, but this is your issue. Great to have you, Adam. Thanks for having me back yet again. I, I, I don't think we ever discussed, I don't think anyone was ever told that possibly uh, naturopaths could join in on this. I mean, when I think we should be going smaller on this, we seem to be kind of going bigger. So will they get the power? From my understanding, it doesn't seem likely. So there was a bit of media coverage about the request to uh, get prescribing powers for safer supply back in November. It was covered in CBC News. Uh, and of course, the CBC framed it in a very positive way uh, without understanding the underlying dynamics behind it. Uh, but the province has not said yes, and it doesn't seem likely to say yes. And hopefully it will stay that way. Well, hopefully. I mean, but I'm, I'm surprised it's gotten as far as it has. Right. Um, and at some point, and I know through your reporting, I mean, we learned that safe supply was ending up on the streets and getting into schools and stuff like that. We've also learned through your reporting. and We've talked about this where you've got growing numbers of doctors who once upon a time may have been too scared to come forward um, because of the blowback that, that they get from this particular industry, um, are more and more are speaking out and getting out of this, this industry. Is that why the, um, and my understanding is that why this industry, this, this particular naturopath industry would want to get in because they're actually trying to sell themselves as a way to help get rid of the addiction? Well, well, that's the thing. They're they're basically telling the public that they want to help with the overdose crisis, and they're framing it in a way where they're saying that doctors are not enough to solve this problem. But that framing is misleading because uh, doctors are not too overwhelmed to prescribe safer supply, and safer supply doesn't take them away from their regular duties. The issue is that doctors don't actually support safer supply because they think that it's dangerous and irresponsible, and they are worried about these drugs getting on the streets and getting in the hands of youth. And even though safer supply activists say that this is not an issue and that their views are mainstream in addiction medicine, privately they acknowledge the fact that there is mass resistance from doctors to this strategy. And so what they've been trying to do essentially is to bypass doctors by finding lower tier health professionals who are less regulated and giving them the ability to prescribe safer supply uh, instead. 
which obviously is not a great idea considering all the risks involved. Yeah, no question. Uh, but but is it those activists? Are they pushing for these other industries, the outside, the, the mainstream industries, because of the mainstream doctors breaking ties with the program? Is that what they're trying to do is utilize other avenues? Yeah, that's what they're, they're trying to do. Um, so registered nurses were given the ability to, subscri- to prescribe safer supply back in 2020, even though they have very little capacity to prescribe anything else. Uh, on top of that, uh, many safer supply evangelists are going one step further and trying to remove prescriptions from the process altogether. So Meaning what? The, well, okay, so for the chief coroner uh, of BC, Lisa Lapointe, yeah. So in November or October, uh, she pressed the BC government to uh, permit a non-prescriber or non-medical model of safer supply, which would allow heroin and fentanyl to be sold in stores. Yeah, that sounds safe. Uh, alcohol. <laughs> yeah, what could go wrong? Like, honestly, yeah. what could go wrong? This is Honestly, it's. I'm trying not to laugh, but it, this is so crazy to me because we've seen over the months the problems. We've seen... You know, um, all the issues that are coming with it, and, and it's just, it keeps getting crazier rather than reined in. That That's the concern, I think. It's like, at what point you just, because I would like to think that maybe through BC, we're learning that this is not working the way we're being told. But my fear is, as you know, uh, Toronto has applied for a lot of the same things that uh, BC has, is that we might just be a few steps behind this. Well, I mean, the problem is that many of the people who claim to be experts in this area, many of the researchers are are drug legalization activists, and they are pushing as hard as they can to remove any restrictions to drug use because they think that drug use is a human right. And they think that drugs themselves are not harmful, but the criminalization of drugs is harmful. Uh So they think that heroin is not the bad thing. It's the fact that we make heroin illegal that's harming people, which is clearly absurd and is not supported by the vast majority of people working in addiction medicine. And yet we go along with this lunacy and I'm sure there's a charter challenge in there just waiting to happen. Um, But where are we then, Adam? Because there have been so many issues, certainly since decriminalizing small portions of of hard drugs, which BC thought was a good idea. Now you've got, you know, smaller municipalities losing their minds because their parks are filling up with drug users and parents don't know what to do. And, And so you've got those issues. You've got the safe supply issues as a whole with it getting on, on this, you know, being sold into to, you know, other hands and, and other users. But then you've got this. Like, at what point does BC start to say, OK, here's what's working. Here's what's not. Or are they just completely blind to it? They seem to be realizing that they've made some mistakes. So they did pass a law recently recriminalizing open drug use in most community spaces. Uh, but there's a charter challenge against that, unfortunately. Uh I know that, you know, doctors in BC are increasingly abandoning safer supply and refusing to prescribe it. Uh, Even the few that were uh, doing it before are now realizing that it was a mistake. So you're seeing a decrease in safer supply availability. One of the physicians who I spoke to in BC said that safer supply is withering on the vine, hence why they're trying, some of the activists are trying to bypass doctors. If we maintain a medical model where prescription is required, then it seems like safer supply may slowly start to go away. But with safer supply being active as being really unscrupulous mm-hmm. and committed, um, there's no telling what they can do in the future. And if they're able to remove prescribing as the gateway to safer supply, then BC will turn will further turn into a haven of chaos and overdoses. But the worry is that 
you know, places like Toronto will will go down this this road because, you know, ones of people with very loud voices seem to be able to drive the agenda. And so I, I wonder at what point and through your reporting, because you've been kind of seeing the evolution of this. Do you see this coming to a head sooner than later? I haven't been following the Toronto situation. But even too as a close. whole, I guess I would just say. As a, as a whole, I'd say that it's quite obvious that the political momentum is moving away from harm reduction and safer supply, which, you know, shouldn't entail that harm reduction should be totally abandoned. It is useful in some cases, just not in most extreme cases that we're seeing now. So it seems like we're slowly renormalizing, but the problem is that these activists will do anything to get their agenda across. So anything is possible in the future. Yeah, and that is uh, where we're at. So stay tuned. We'll keep an eye and see how that one develops. But hopefully sanity is somewhat uh, about to prevail. Appreciate your time, Adam. Thanks for having me. There you go. That's Adam Zabo writing this piece for the National Post. And again, the, the reason I talk about this is because Toronto Health very much is going to be or trying to follow the steps of BC. And frankly, I think BC's lost its mind. I just do. Uh, so we'll continue to follow that, and hopefully there are, is some sober second thought going on, albeit I'm not that hopeful.